so your bathroom flooded. Yes. Fun. Welcome to Los Angeles, Good everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you just wake. Like I woke up uh, a, a few months back, and there was a water pipe. I talked about this on another episode. I'm not sure if this is gonna go up before or after this the Jose Molina episode. So, um, you might be hearing this story either repeated or for the first time. <laughs> not sure, but. I basically I had oh no it's on a bonus oh no this is on a Patreon but I told this on a Patreon bonus episode so I can tell it here no one would have heard it yet I had bought a brand new whiteboard mm. about the size of that cork board mm-hmm. and it was gonna and it was like the problem is that the place is kind of small so I was like okay I bought this I got it on sale I had some staples points cool I'm gonna put it in the closet for when I eventually hopefully move out of here and move into a bigger place and then put it up in a nicer room sure. There's a water pipe in the closet that's really old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I didn't know metal could do this, but it it started to spray water, but like not at a joint. Like just somehow it got a a hole, a little pin-sized hole came through. And so water started shooting out. And I didn't really like the at first I opened my closet and I was like, I went to get my laundry. It's like, why is this heavy? It feels real heavy. And I was like, it's wet. Why are the clothes wet? And then I was like, and so first I have this really nice Hoover hard floor cleaner. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Did the Hoover floor cleaner leak? But there's no water in it. But I guess maybe I didn't clean it after the last. So I pulled it out. I dried up the floor. And I put everything back in. And then the next day, it flooded again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then I look. And then I like start looking i'm like wait there's a whole stream of water on the wall that doesn't make sense and then realize it's leaking now the reason i'm telling you all this because the whiteboard that was in there was still wrapped in its plastic but there were holes in the plastic so the wood got moldy and warped and destroyed the whiteboard oh oh such a shame i mean thankfully the building covered it so i got the money back for it but it's like i wanted the whiteboard i didn't want the 50 dollars. that's tough yeah it's always a happy surprise right right Los Angeles is just the the buildings are old as shit, old and like they're from like this one I think was built in the '60s, so mm-hmm. it's actually relatively mm-hmm. new by comparison. Because mm-hmm. the new buildings in LA, the rents on them are, are just, crazy. Oh, good, like yeah. I got luck because the lucky because the uh, rent is it's rent controlled on this one. Sure. So Kim Shumway, hello, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, before we get started, you will the first twenty episodes, uh, first twenty episodes, first twenty minutes of this episode will be available for free. After that, if you want to hear the full episode, uh, head over to patreon.com slash wordtetris. Sign up for the $1 an episode tier. You will get the full Kim Shumway experience. <laughs> After that, uh, sign up for the $3 an episode tier to get that, plus a bonus episode that will release tomorrow. Uh, Kim Shumway, where can people find you on Twitter? Kim Shum. Kim Shum? Pretty easily. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bar. M-E-R-R-I-L-L-B-A-R-R. You can find the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash wordtetrispod. Anyway, so Kim Shumway, how you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, hanging so, in there. You know, you, you're you know you're having a bit of a rough season. The show you were on got unfortunately canceled. So it's uh, okay. It's all right. Yeah, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're back in the uh, now you're back in well, you've been in the, you're in the development pool. You're in the staffing pool. Where you at? Right I'm now? yeah. I'm doing both actually. I am currently doing a rewrite of a sample. Okay. And I am putting together some pitches to take out. Perfect timing. Then. Yes, great. All timing. right, shows about rewrite. So where are you at on the rewrite then? Let's start there. So. Uh, a little bit of a background. I had written a script that I really liked and um, got some notes on it from my various writer friends, all very good. So I did all those 
notes, sent it to my agents. And I am at a boutique, and so my agents are relatively hands-on. And my agents called me and basically said, we love this. This is such a great script, great world. You've put the entire first season in your pilot, which is a bit of a problem. So I've been I had told to- that a lot because... Well, the way I do it, think of it is like, I'd rather put the first season in the pilot up until the point someone wants to pay money for it, and then I'll <laughs> pull the first season off the pilot, out of the pilot. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a whole discussion about it, and their notes are good, you know, especially when you get a note like that, which is a large structural note, you have to go back and take a look at, see, you know, what are they reacting to, and they're right, you know, things happen too quickly, and I totally understand that. So what I had to do was, of course, restructure it, you know, the end point is different. The beginning is basically the same, but I had to go through and um, decide, you know, where it was going to end, what the actual stories were going to be. And so I am now in the process, almost finished with writing that big structural kind of shift. And then um, then I'll have to go through and do some more of the detail work. But so I'm almost done. I'm in act five right now. All right. Yeah. So when you were going through and you were changing up the structure, uh, did you take it scene by scene? Did you take it as a whole? How did mm. you go about doing that? I So I work with cards and I work with very detailed outlines. So um, I, you know, pulled out all my cards and put them up and looked at where I was at. And then I changed structure based on those, you know, figuring out what the character arcs are, you know, what the plot is. And then, um, then I actually wrote myself an outline of, you know, scene by scene, transitions, all of it. Because I really find that it's... During the, for the rewrite or for the first draft for the re- well, I do so it for you, all of them, but yeah, I so did you it. went back to the board. Mm-hmm. All right, well then we're going we're going deep in here because yeah. I've never talked about someone that's someone that's done this before. Yeah. I know I know one guy who did a like he had to do, he like he had to rewrite an old script, but he basically treated it like a page one rewrite, but not like this. This is right. This is not a page one rewrite. But you went back to the board. It's almost like a new pilot. Yeah, I mean it is. I I kept some of the some of the scenes are the same, and I just rewrote them, you know, and slotted them in. So this was a page one. Yeah, essentially, okay. because because you have to go back and if you're restructuring and you're telling different stories, right. then you have to kind of just redo it all. Now the difference between this and my guy, my other guy's thing is, uh, his was like years old, right? Mm. And basically, he was working off like a ten year old script, right? So it had to. So the executives are now like interested in it. So he's got a. He had to go back and basically do a page one, and then be like, "Well, I can still use this scene. I can still use yeah. this scene, but I have to do this over. I have to do this yeah. over." Um, yeah, but just, this isn't the, the This isn't a ten-year-old script. Mm-mm. This is like, you know, with a recent change. Mm-hmm. But you're going back and doing page one. Mm-hmm. How do you avoid being precious with it? Because it's like I wrote this beautiful yeah. thing that everyone likes. You know, I maybe I'm just not particularly precious with my work, but I think that's, I just, I think that's veteran TV writers yeah, have that feeling. Toss it out. If it's not working, it's not working. I mean, there's a but it was working. Everyone's like, we love it. It's yeah. just so you have too much story. I mean, yes. If it, if it's not the pilot that you want it to be, then you have to just let it go. And by the way, if it ever got picked up and went to series, I would use some of that stuff that I already had. So you know, it doesn't like it's not like it goes away forever. But I mean, there's one scene that I'm trying to figure out how to get in but otherwise I'm just like I toss it okay toss it all. so so when so when you're going back and you're restructuring and you're trying to like what how do you determine if it's like okay well this scene's okay I can keep this one mm-hmm. and this scene's not this one's gotta get chucked mm-hmm. how do you go about determining that well it really goes back to theme and character arc right right and what's the story that you're telling so um, I'm telling the same story in the pilot I'm just telling a smaller chunk of it and so but it does change all of the character arcs so ultimately when you're looking at any scene it's does this you know move your plot forward and does it advance your character story and if the answer to either of those is no then what are you doing 
So, which makes it pretty simple. But if people, you know, I can understand how writers could get attached. Right. But um, if it's not serving your story, then you can't, you know, you can't mm. leave it in there. Well, there's servicing the story, but there's also servicing the character. Because you I mean, Hopefully yeah, I mean, because if, if you're only servicing the story, mm-hmm. it's a, it becomes a story of this happened, then this happened, then mm-hmm. this happened, then this happened, and that's boring. Sure. You know, and you got, you got to find moments where you get to... You know, explore these characters a little bit. Sure. It may not service the story, but services who they are. I mean, for sure. You have to strike that balance, don't you? For sure. Ideally, you know, ideally, you can do both in every scene. Mm-hmm. You know, those that the best writers can do that. Um, so that's what that's what I aim for. Right. But it, uh, you know, it just it just depends on you know what story you're trying to tell, and also what you know for what uh, medium you're writing. So this specific sample, the reason I'm writing it, I have a broadcast sample that everybody loves. It's great for broadcast, and right. you know it's a little bit lighter and you know witty and whatever. Um, and I really needed something that was kind of appropriate for grimdark cable shows. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so I am writing a serious, sober sci-fi sample. Oh. <laughs> did you... So did you... Have you found... Now, you worked on The 100, though. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that yes. probably wasn't that much of a leap. No. The funny thing is that The 100 is... It's a show on broadcast, and... Um, broadcast. Now, let's... It's on. on the CW. Yes, it's on the CW, and I will be the first to argue that it's the big five, not the big four, because mm-hmm. of the CW. Mm-hmm. That said... The CW kind of operates like a cable network. It does. So. It does. But that's what most people, but most people, when they just look at it, they say, oh, the CW, it's broadcast. Because a lot of people haven't watched the show. Right. If you watch the show, you see it as the most dark, depressing fucking thing I you've ever. I mean, I got to be oh. honest. I have so many friends. I, I'm friends with uh, uh, the Bensons. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with Akela. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you. Like, <laughs> I've got a lot of friends who worked on The 100. Yeah. But I, I, I checked out at, like, episode 8. I was just like, I can't do this i mean it's you know it's a killing children like every week so oh my god a kid gets stabbed in the neck in like episode four three three oh jesus yeah Yeah, that was our welcome to the hundred moment um so it is super you know dark and serious and humorless and um and people are obsessed with it so it's one of the so it really is like a cable show on broadcast but there's this weird divide in the industry of cable streaming shows versus broadcast shows, yeah. which I find to be a little bit bullshit, quite frankly. Honestly, I think we're going to get into that in the bonus episode okay. or in the other thing we talked about, because sure. I have a lot to say on Sure, that. sure, sure, sure. Um, but so, yeah, but, but my point is just, it affects what you're writing and how you're writing it. Like, for example, in a streaming show or, or, or a sample for HBO or whatever, you can do kind of pure character scenes that are just kind of reveling in your navel gazing and that's fine whereas if you did that for broadcast it would be like what the fuck are you doing um so it's striking that balance so it depends where you're writing it for does affect in some ways what you're writing right so when you so you're if you're writing something for cable uh would you show it to would you show it to a broadcast network as a sample? Would sure. You, eh? Sure. I mean, it's like, well, good, good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it's a, it has to be a good script, right? right? So if it's a good script and it's applicable to um, whatever show you're being pitched for, then sure. Now, if you had to rewrite this sample, for, let's say NBC gets a hold of it, NBC goes, oh, because NBC likes to do dark shit sometimes. Mm. Let's see NBC get, I'm watching Southland right now, and mm. that was an NBC show at, one, at first. Yeah. And it's like you, uh, and I just got up to where Nate dies. Oh! Oh, I was gonna say it just that, happened this morning. Me. It happened this morning. Code right four. Before you showed up. I remember oh, the four. God damn it. Oh. 
So no, I was a, I was like, it was tears after that episode. God damn those writers. So okay, so let's say NBC reads the cable sample. Sure. And so I haven't I actually haven't had a chance to talk to them about rewriting for content. Mm. You know, because I'm curious how much. We the writers these days are allowing themselves to just be free. Like mm-hmm. I've written a few samples now, where I, I basically I used to be very stringent of like I won't I won't use I, no one drops a fuck, mm-hmm. no one tell basically no one drops a shit or an asshole either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing with act breaks like a very very broadcast thought in my head always being well if it, if a cable network always wants it that's easy. I always figured it was an easier transition to be like take a broadcast sample sure. and make it cable-y. Yeah. But now that I, I, but I start, but then a few years back, about three years ago, I started writing. First, I dropped the act breaks. That was the first big move. Mm-hmm. Then I started to allow cursing. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to look at, now I'm looking at them going, and I start, I changed the way I broke story. Mm-hmm. So I did it like this. I was, for the things I write without act breaks, I still break them as if they have act breaks, mm-hmm. which gives, which I find gives the script. So you have the momentum. Right. Yeah. Gives the script momentum and structure. And I'm looking at it and go, well, no, this would be very easy to just turn in, to turn into FCC, t- transform for FCC regulation. Sure. Like, that shouldn't be that hard at all. Sure. So when you're rewriting for content, do you go out of your way to make sure whatever you... Like, if you write... If someone drops an F-bomb, mm-hmm. right, in your sample, is it... Would you ever be concerned about having to remove that? No. For the sake of character or story? At this point, no, just because I do think you're right that writers are a little bit more free these days, especially with the advent of streaming mm-hmm. and, you know, all the new outlets that have no content restrictions. So I think you should make, obviously you should make it fundamental to the script, but I don't worry about that. And honestly, it feels like there's such a broadcast, um, what's the word? Bias. Mm-hmm. There's a bias toward yes. broadcast writers and shows yep. that you're almost better off going super hardcore cable and then, you know, trying to pull it back later. Just because if you do super broadcast, everyone's like, well, this is a broadcast show. You can't write for cable. So right. why am I even reading this? Right. No, I, I'm hoping that like broadcast when broadcast is on doing what broadcast does right. Yeah. And well, I don't, I argue what you wouldn't get the hundred on a cable network. Right. You just, I don't, cause it's, too, it's still the way it's, it's story is structured and how fast it moves yeah. and how much it burns story. Yeah. It, cable hates that shit. Yeah. But I think part of the reason people love the hundred cause it never sits on anything for too long. Yeah. Um. For sure. So. Anyway. Okay. We <laughs> no, digress. We're off on a tangent. <laughs> yes. Look, this is the best podcast. I'm telling you. <laughs> so. When you're so you're back so you do you're going you're rearranging the cards you're mm-hmm, back in it. Mm-hmm. What do you look are you, at? What point do you go? Okay, all right. I'm happy with the re, restructuring of this, and now you go. You're going back into the script. Mm-hmm. Is it a slog because you know you've done it before? Or is it refreshing and new? You know, I find it refreshing and delightful. I was just thinking this yesterday as I was writing. I enjoy writing. You know, there, there's a lot yeah. of the bullshit around writing that sucks and I don't is hard like to deal that. With. I actually hate that. Who is it? Nora Ephron that has the famous quote: "I hate writing, but I like having written." Is that an Ephron? Yeah, I don't know if it's Ephron, but I've heard the quote right. before. I hate that quote. I lo- I understand the quote because it because there is so much mental energy that goes into writing that I understand the exhaustion of it. Right. My well, my favorite quote is Damon Lindel a Damon Lindelof quote where he said, "Look, the job is awesome. You get to sit down and write." But you only have about two hours of good writing in you a day. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So how much can you get done in those two hours? I think that's basically his quote. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I love that quote. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I get that. Like, I, what, I, what I discovered was that once I started outlining properly, 
uh, my the speed at which I could get things done improved dramatically. Absolutely. And the because I found that the heavy lifting got done in a format where I didn't was didn't feel precious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I started outlining, I was like, you know, I talked about this on the, on the Jose episode, so I probably will put this after up after the Jose episode. But uh, um, fifty seven pages in five days on my last sample. Nice. I was just like, yeah. Jesus. Well, that's what you need to be able to do to work in television. Right. But it's like, but that happened strictly because I had the outline, mm-hmm. and by it which allowed me to write out of order, and I was like, oh. Shit, I can just write what I like. You find ways to make the process fun. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I want to write this scene today. Yeah. yeah. Right? And you write that scene, which you bang out in 20 minutes, and you yeah. go, oh, shit, well, now I want to write this scene. Yeah. Well, that's why I like outlining extensively. Mm-hmm. And to me, outlining is the heavy lifting. Outlining yes. is the hard part. Yes. So once you're actually writing the because, script. Because, well, develop, development is the hard part. It's yeah. developing the story. And if you're developing the story while also writing the script at the same time, you're screwed. Exactly. Which is why once I get to actually writing scenes, it's delightful. You right. know, I enjoy it's it. The, it's, as I said, without talk to, with Albert Kim about. Mm. Um, which also may go up after this. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> look, I don't know when these are going up. <laughs> um, I'm very sorry, audience. Um, I'm sorry for your lack of continuity. I am not Jason Rock- Rothenberg, Rothenberg. <laughs> uh, or or any or Greg Berlanti. Um, serialization goes out the window here. Um, I am a very much a Law and Order podcast. Um, uh, the writing of the script is like the treat mm-hmm. you the reward you get it's like the, the chocolate bar you get for doing the exercise mm-hmm. uh that's the way i look at it now because that's the fun part and if you've done the heavy lifting and all you're worrying about is the, basically where people aren't the, the way albert described it you know what i will put this up after albert's because he has a great analogy the way albert put it was imagine t- treat imagine the whole the script is a house and the outline is the the outline is the foundation and the structural beams and then the script writing is the interior decorating mm-hmm. and it's that well if you try and interior decorate before you've put in the beams well then you're gonna be like well why the fuck is it i can't i want to put a couch here well you can't put a couch here beam goes there but there's a couch here don't care there's a right. beam there yeah. so yeah once you've done the outlining it's like well and like that's it's like that's why i was able to jump into like the first scene I wrote in my last in one of my last samples was a bit the the giant act for turn for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I wrote wow. because it was like, well, I know where everyone is. I knew sure. where they were. I know how they're feeling in this moment. Sure, and, you know, and that's as I started to dub it rewriting before writing. It's mm-hmm. like I found all of those tweet all the tweaking and stuff that happened happened in the outline stage mm-hmm. so you know when you're telling me that you work with extensive with extensive outlines what i can't wrap my brain around and the part that's bugging me is to do that after you've written this written a script like that's the part i haven't gotten past mm. yet is to go back and to re basically re-break the whole thing yeah and it's just like that fuck man. i mean the experience on the hundred probably helps with that just because that show you do that quite a lot for every episode as you are back at cards you know starting over completely so to me it's just another day at the office right so it doesn't it doesn't bother me and it's you know it's fun getting to take the same story and kind of massage and you know play with it a little bit and do it in different to hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash wordtetris.